It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and are dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello and welcome back to Generation Skywalker for the newest Modern Way, and a bit of a different Modern Way tonight. We have got Book Month, and we're going to relate it to Book Month. So,、uh, not the usual announcements and stuff. You have to wait for November for those. But joining me for this、uh, momentous occasion, we have got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. We've got Daniel Spaniel. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. And we've got Jez. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, everyone. How are you, Jez? Yeah, good. Thanks very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm fine here now. We're all fine. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm wonderful. It's lovely to record again. Bit of a different show tonight. I mean, we normally go through announcements and what's being discussed, but we are in the middle of book month, so we've decided tonight to look at not everything because there's too much, but a kind of watered down of what there is connected to books with relation to modern figures. So what we've done is. We've got a bit of a countdown. A, a ten, ten figures that are related to the books, which we're going to go through tonight. They might not be the best. They might not be the worst. They're just things that we've picked out as、uh, something that's a little bit fun and a little bit quirky. But before we get into that, there has been stages of of figures coming out from books.、Um, we're going to talk about the Shadows of the Empire in a minute, which I believe was the first ones. Unless anyone can correct me on that, they came out in '96. But we've recently saw the Black Series figures with the、um, what were they called, Dan? With those Boxes with the covers. They had a name, didn't they? I was about to say Epic Collections, but that's the that's the Micro Machines. It was just called the Black Series, but sort of fan favourites. I've got them. In, I've got it in my hand now. It's got on the front of it Star Wars Adventures, but that might be the comic. I've got a funny feeling they all had a different top thing. I've got Jackson in my hand. They're nice, aren't they? They're, they've got a different type of box. Front opening, the figure inside.、Um, there was four in total, wasn't there, Dan? Obviously Jackson. Yeah, there was a Luke. There was. What was that from?、Uh, to the Empire. Yeah, there was Maul. What was that from, Craig? You know that one. I think it was from Maul. 
That's right. And Dan, the other one was the one that had the wrong name on it. It was Jax uh, from Crimson Empire. Con or Jax. There you go. We know our stuff. We covered this. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'm going to be honest with you. This is Since this has arrived, this is the first time I've properly had this in my hand. And having looked at it, if I'd looked at this when I bought it, I think I would have gone back and got the other three. I really like the um, the box. They're very really nice. Still available. So we've had those recently. And obviously, Dan, you you did a, your blog on the Micro Machines. Can you just refresh us? They had those things that looked like books, didn't they? So, yeah, there was the Epic Collection. So there were six in total. Three were pretty widely released and easily findable on ebay you can get them for about 10 pound a set and then there was three other sets uh one for dark apprentice one for dark fort rock force rising and one for the courtship of princess leia and they go f- between 150 and 200 pounds so they weren't released in the west i think they only got a, a release in japan but they've got yeah lots of nice little micro machines that were specific to the book that they were related to and they came in a nice book shaped box for want of a better expression with uh, with the cover of the book and it opened out and you had the, the toys presented inside so boys i mean you've got the comic two packs is there any lines in particular that spring to mind outside of what we've just said that there has been a lot of figures of i think the two pack, really, the comic two packs is the most isn't it well i really like the um the power of the force 2 expanded universe that they did which i think was back in 98 it's good figures in there isn't there yeah and it was a it was a real tidy run of nine uh, and they came with card backs that folded out like little, made little 3d uh, displays and there were some some pretty iconic eu characters in there you had thrawn and mara jade for a start the dark trooper who obviously has uh, made a recent reappearance in uh, in in canon uh Kyle Katarn, who was from the dark forces games uh, you had a, a Dark Luke and a Leah Jedi, and you had a reborn clone Darth Sidious. So there's some prescient kind of figures, uh, and I, I thought that was a really nice set. You've missed the Imperial Senator. I love that figure. He shares some DNA with the Emperor's Royal Guard, doesn't he? He's quite out there. Yeah, a bit beefed up compared to the Emperor's Royal Guard, isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they are a great line, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned them because you'll have to put them in advance now, and it'll be nice, nice seeing them. Yeah, and they actually hold quite good money compared to most of the Power of the Force, don't they? They're, you're looking at a good 20 quid to buy most of those. Yeah, they, they were the ones I kept hold of when I sold a lot of my modern off. I, I just couldn't part with these ones. I, I've always liked them. Yeah, no, lovely choice. Well, that leads us on then because we're, st- we're going to stick with Power of the Force too and all that era. But the Shadows of the Empire line, I'm, I'm going to stick with you actually, Craig, because you will know this, but the Shadows of the Empire, what do you remember about, about those books that Kenner or Hasbro, whichever era, I still think it's Kenner at that point, decide that to take that uh, that dive to produce figures that we haven't seen on screen. Yeah, I, well, I think it's probably worth just doing a little bit of background to what Shadows of the Empire is for, for people who don't know. It was and has been described as Lucasfilm licensing dry run for what the coordinated marketing assault of the special editions would look like. So you often hear it being referred to as a movie without the movie. So this was an enterprise where it was centered around a book, comics, games, and Lucasfilm produced all the stuff that you would expect to get from a movie. So that included all sorts of things, but the figures were quite central. And I think it was the first time we'd got figures that weren't from the movies. So it was a real, I remember it being a real 
occasion. It was something very new. Uh, and, and these figures, they spanned a, a range of, of sort of familiar figures. So we had like Boba Fett in there, IG-88. Um, but we also had some brand new characters and some really interesting takes on old characters like uh, Chewbacca's disguise as a as a bounty hunter called Snoover. Yeah, it's strange, wasn't it? A stranger, a strange <laughs> look altogether. Actually, they're giving him a really square head in the figure. I Completely, right. he has a little little cropped kind of mohawk haircut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were well. I enjoyed them. I mean, the card backs were slightly different to the Power of the Force, weren't they? We had them were bright purple. So the, the the American ones were purple, and the UK ones, and I think the European ones were still orange, but they had the Shadows of the Empire logo on. Well, well let's ask Dan. Dan, do you remember these figures? I mean, you must have been mopping them up. <laughs> I wasn't mopping them up. I remember seeing them. I used to get Star Wars Insider a lot then. I was playing the game on N64, but I never picked up the figures. But I'm familiar with them all. I mean, that Chewbacca's just stunning, isn't he? He's onto the teeth. Can you give yeah. me the um, the new baddie character there, Dan? What, you want me to try and say his name? I want you to say his name, yeah. Ixor. Ixor. I think he's quite a cool character, especially the, um, I know they're the same figure, but I think his weapon looks quite cool that came in the comic 2 pack. He's quite a quite a cool figure. Jez, do you like the looks of these figures? I mean, you've just got into Power of the Force. <laughs> Wait. I have just got into the power of the force and we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about that on another episode but you guys have blown my mind with this um because I'll tell you why I had nothing to do with this when I was um you know a young adult or you know when these came out this whole range completely missed me by as did the books this was came out around about the time I was joining the military and I just I just didn't have time for any of that and it's completely missed me by, you know, I'm looking what Craig said about the American stuff had, you know, purple packaging and then you had the European. I'm looking at the American stuff now and I see a purple lightsaber through it. That's that's what I see. So, you know, well before the purple lightsaber of Mace Windu, um, that's what I see on the Star Wars Shadows of the Empire stuff. It's, it's opening up a whole new world, which is actually really exciting for me. And, you know, I've, I've been now looking at stuff since you sent me the show notes and the plan for this episode. I've seen bits and pieces on eBay and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And it takes me back to sort of 2009 when I started looking at stuff for the Star Wars Vintage line on eBay. And I was like, oh, look at that. That's amazing. Oh, must buy, must buy, you know, without doing any research or without figuring out whether or not that's a good price or a bad price. I've seen some things which I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then you look at the uh, comparison I'm not going to call it a tri-logo. I think the European ones are like Pent logo. Uh, five, five different um, translations on the side of the European packaging, which just looks a bit cheaper, where I think the American stuff just does look really, really cool. I'm really excited and interested to learn more about this range, just looking at some of the backstories and some of the characters, which I've discovered whilst um, you know preparing for this episode has just made me go, Oh my word! One one bit in particular. So um, I'm excited to see where this goes. And price wise, you know, we you talk. What do you say just now? Like the the big baddie, the uh, the Prince Zizor. Um Loose one of him complete last night. Ninety nine p one bidder on eBay. So um, these things are they're, they're cheap, like the budgie. It's, it's, it's exciting times. And the thing is, what I, what I hope about this. 
you know, they're of listeners and stuff and listeners to Generation Skywalker, they are going to be people who are heavily invested in it, who know the backstories and know this, that and the other, and they'll want to come along with the ride. And, you know, they'll be very much like, say, you know, Craig and, and Dan, I would say that the, the two who are really um, well read in this, I think, you know, Stu's, Stu's getting there and I'm definitely nowhere near there. But there will also be other listeners who are probably just like me, who have just been focused on the original trilogy stuff and the vintage line and now I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, wow, I had no idea. And um, I'm finding it exciting. So I'm hoping that those people who have had no interest whatsoever in vintage, in sort of Power of the Force 2, Shadows of the Empire and stuff, maybe this will open up their eyes a little bit. So all in all, I think we're at good times ahead. Do you want the, a quick um, rundown of what they did? Yeah. yeah. OK, so we've mentioned so that there weren't many figures. There were just five in the main the, the main set. So we've got Chewbacca in his in his disguise we've got Lear in the boost disguise as part of the story the story set between the end of uh, the empire strikes back and return of the jedi and in in the story we we learn how Leah gets hold of the boost disguise so that's a that's a key element so so her fur figure appears on one of the uh, the shadows cards uh, we've got Luke who goes infiltrating Coruscant and disguises himself as an imperial guard so we've got Luke in a in a disguise We've got the new main baddie, which uh, Prince Shizor, and we've got a new character because obviously Han was taken out of action. He was frozen in carbonite. So they created this character, Dash Rendar, who, depending on what you read, was never intended to be the carbon copy of, uh, of, of Han Solo that he ended up being. But he sort of fulfilled that role as the rogue pilot smuggler. Um, so he was in there as well in the main line of figures they did two multi-packs so they did boba fett versus ig88 and they did uh Chizor versus darth vader uh, and they were both packed with uh, comics so very much setting the template for a lot of the, the comic packs we see later on uh, in the line uh, and they did three vehicles so they did a repack of slave one with the shadows purple livery they did dash rendar's outrider which is a sort of it's brilliant let's yeah. be honest about it i think as a ship I think when the Power of the Force 2 range came out, that ship is brilliant. It's a brilliant toy. It's That's worth getting, Jez. I've seen it. It's, it's brilliant. It's awesome, isn't it? It's like if if the Millennium Falcon and the Ghost and a B-Wing all got together and had some sort of baby spaceship, that's what it would be. It it does look brilliant. Well, absolutely. As you know, you know, I'm well read in these things. It's a modified YT-2400 light freighter. I mean, who doesn't know that? <laughs> Yeah, and, and famously it was it was created for for shadows, but made an appearance as a, this in the CGI editions in the the special editions. You see it taking off some of the uh, the long shots of uh, of Moss Eisley, and I think I think I'm right in saying it was Doug Chang who created that, and this would have been one of the first um, things created that he created for for the Star Wars universe. So the shadows project brought together a lot of a lot of talent and uh the swoop the swoop was the, the sort of cheaper ship you could get so um uh, yeah again first appearance of a swoop bike which we've seen in the mandalorian more recently but that that, that sort of rounds off the main uh the main kenner range there's not a lot to go at yes if you want to go down the power of the force two route i mean <laughs> these have to be included in that they drew do tag. Drew Tegg does an amazing loose cabinet for those. <laughs> well, I started getting a bit carried away last night when I was looking at these things. I was like, all right, okay, let's have a little look at eBay for this. Or like, what? 99p? What? And um, yeah, so they were these loose figures complete were selling. And then in packaging, and you know, the packaging looks all right. 
not selling mint on card for 4.99 you know i sent grant i saw the two pack so you mentioned earlier on it was ig88 or boba fett versus ig88 so you get that with a comic and those two figures sort of dueling against each other mint on card and i saw this and it was some like you know um it's 17 to 20 quid something like that and i was like oh my god that looks amazing and it, and it looks really really good so i sent i sent a link to grant a few hours ago saying what do you think i think i'm gonna get this and then surprise everyone but actually, what, what you saw with this particular eBay seller was he had used a stock photo of the uh, the American version. And what he actually had for sale was the European one, which just looked a little bit crap. And it was all a bit be- beaten up. The colours just aren't as vibrant. It just it looks like a completely different era. If you, if you put the two cards together, you know, if, if I were to say, well, you look at a tri-logo, you know, the original sort of vintage tri-logo next to a Return of a Jedi and the eras match, whereas these two, uh, these two designs just look completely different. Really, really, I, I don't know, man, you've, you've tugged at a thread here. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the whole thing with the Luke Skywalker and Imperial Guard disguise, I mean, for those people who can't sort of picture that or haven't seen it is it's not your regular sort of imperial stormtrooper disguise this this looks almost like something out of flash gordon or geez obviously you've got their slightly sort of pumped up on there they're all slightly beefed up but i think they just i think they look great i really do but on this occasion i much prefer the american packaging it's it's an affordable little run you know i think slave one gets a bit expensive and i've seen the outrider go for quite a lot but there's a lot of stuff you could put around it so they did those applause vinyl dolls and they are they are dirt cheap so the 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 sort of more i guess what are they 10 inches figurines that they did they did a nice dash render on a prince uh shizor and uh yeah there'll be lovely conversation points in your uh in your little collecting room there jess people be always asking who that is it's so true i've not been this excited about you know stuff for a while jess (laughs) Would it, would it surprise you to learn that this movie without a movie also came with the soundtrack? <laughs> but everything is surprising me tonight. I think I've just found a whole new world. And I think it's called The Expanded Universe. And um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, crumbs. I read something about a character earlier on, or last night even. And as I was reading it, I swore to myself. I swore out loud to God. I was like, oh, my good God. And, um, yeah, it's blown my little mind well shadows is a great place to start it's very you know it it fits between two movies it's very self-contained and it's as credible as the oldie you ever got that's it then that's the place for me to start we are going to see something in the coming months (laughs) i'm looking forward to your journey with this jez so am i Prepare yourself for Star Wars Shadows of the Empire The cruel crime lord Shizor directs the carbonite capture of Han Solo And his imprisonment aboard bounty hunter Boba Fett's battle-ready Slave One Now Luke Skywalker goes undercover with Soldier of Fortune Dash Rendar As he rips through space in his battle-transforming Outrider But can they stop Slave One in time? It's the ultimate ships for the ultimate battle Dare to enter the shadows Star Wars Shadows of the Empire Because in vehicles each sold separately from Kenner so I'm hoping we're going to see some passion from these figures we've chosen tonight. Now, we haven't put any of the recent Black Series figures in, and we haven't put any of the Shadows of the Empire because I knew we were talking about it. And the Power of the Force 2 EU figures are great. We didn't, None of them made this list because I wanted to go a bit left field with figures maybe that, that don't get a shout out or a nod very often. So 10 down to 1. We'll tell you where they are in the book timeline, and we'll describe the figures. So Jez... 
I'm going to come to you first. This is going to be fun, actually, because yeah. some of the names of these figures, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to announce. But we're going number 10, Borsk Failire. Failire? How are you saying that? Yeah, well done, Stu. That's close enough. So we're talking about Borsk Fehler, um, who, um, again, uh, mind blown because I've looked at this guy, two arms, two limbs, and we're, you know, with hands, and that's where it about stops because he's got some sort of yak head, goat head type sheep head, uh, tauntaun head. So already it's just a, a Kraken sculpt, very typically Star Wars, if you think about sort of you know, Jabba's Palace, etc. that type of goon. But be prepared for mine being blown here because this, this is a Bothan. I had no idea the Bothans looked like this. That's the first thing I'm going to take from this. You know, the whole many Bothans die to bring you this. In my mind, because Mon Mothma was saying that, I sort of associated it with, you know, human Bothans, you know, kind of close to the human race not something which looks like a tauntaun has got jiggy with a clatter or something it's, it's just it's it's really really out there really different completely star wars but now things make a little bit more sense i like this i like it a lot then you go onto wikipedia and you can learn so much about these they've done sketches and paintings of this particular character like he would belong in some sort of prestigious house what i've rapidly got to appreciate is the intricate backstories and how deeply woven so many of these characters are we don't have enough time mate we could do an entire episode on this dude on borsk failure i mean it, you know He's on eBay at the moment. He, he did a um, twin pack with him and Wedge. Um, and I can see it on eBay with a comic book, the two pack with a $14.99 price sticker on it. Starting bid 150 quid. Jog on, mate. If you actually did some research and looked at sold items, they're going a lot cheaper than that. A lot, lot cheaper than that. But it, it's fascinating as a character I had no idea about and was a Bothan. Brilliant. Yeah, you talk about the price. I I think a good price for him. You can get him between thirty to fifty quid. Yeah. The only problem I found when you look when you start researching that is that they nearly always pop up in America. You don't often see them in the UK. You have got to kind of cancel in the shipping with that as well. It's um yeah, good oh, figure, isn't it? It's a great figure. I mean, very very briefly, you know, because I think this is going to be very similar for now for the majority of these top ten. You know, this one came out in two thousand and eight got 14 different joints so it's, it's just not your the standard five points of articulation these were you know ball joints swivel joints decent accessories paint app on it really really good it's just smart what, what i've picked up on this is now so many of the different cosplayers it celebration makes sense because i'd be at star wars celebration i'd see all these different cosplayers and i'd be like uh mate it's a star wars show uh, and now i realize that all these cosplayers were doing sort of eu stuff and i just i just didn't appreciate it eyes wide open yeah great figure from the x-wing rogue squadrons we move on then to number nine now craig i'm coming over to you this um this felt right to include with the current visions uh you've got kofi arana yeah i have to admit i had to research this one not a character i'm familiar with not a comic i read so i have found out a few things he was a jedi in the late prequel era uh, and he appeared primarily in a Dark Horse comic from, from 2005 called Purge. And what Purge was, it was like a one shot comic and acted as a follow up to Revenge of the Sith. So it follows the story of Vader basically rounding up some of the stragglers who survived Order 66. And when I was researching this character, there are 
are clearly actors in co- a costume for a couple of these people. Um, so whether they were background Jedi in the in the movie, and they completely passed me by or, or what, but th- this is there's clearly reference material for this uh, for this Jedi as uh, as what I would assume he appeared on screen. So he came in one of the comic two packs uh, a couple of years after the, the comic was released, so 2007, and he was packed with a fellow Jedi, uh, Bultar Swan. Yeah, we're talking about her later. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting figure. He, he doesn't look much like the, the the character reference I've seen. He's he's, he's kind of got a, a Mr. T vibe. He's got a mohawk. He's also a little bit like, who was the Tiger Man in, uh, in Book Rogers? He's, he's giving me the, those vibes. He's got... A riff on the Jedi robes, but a very sort of comic-y extrapolation. And as Jez says, a lot of these figures came from that era where they were doing a lot of articulation. So as as action figures go, it's a lot of action. But what I I really like about it, and this is obviously a, a plot point, is that it comes with Vader's dismembered arm carrying a sword, uh, which you can stab into his chest. Brilliant, isn't it? So that's... (laughs) That's the thing that really stuck out to me as well. <laughs> it sticks out of him as well. So that's clearly how he, how he meets his he meets his fate. And there's a there's a couple of things there. One, Hasbro looked at all the figures they could do and went, let's get this guy who uh, and, and build in this big stabby feature, which I think for a toy company is pretty brave. I think he's pretty pretty out there. So uh, hats off to them for that. But I want to know whether Vader focus collectors like have to have this guy in their collection because it comes with Vader's arm. A very good point. So first thing I noticed when I looked through, because when you open up Jedi Business, it's one of the small pictures, isn't it? What the hell is that <laughs> attached to him? But brilliant. Yeah, makes me want to read the comic because that's uh, that's such an arresting image, isn't it? Sort of, uh, it's got that. It's clean. I'm holding a sword. I mean, as a figure on eBay, it pops up quite a lot loose which is um, quite interesting. So I've seen him quite a lot for about 10 to 25 pound loose. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's yeah. why I would see. Maybe people want Bultas one and he gets sold on. Yeah, crazy. Crazy when he's got that feature. I mean, that's <laughs> uh, got to be good enough for anything. Now, let's move on then to our number eight. Dan, I'm a bit gutted you've got this, actually, because this all, this all kind of amalgamates um, into Darth Talon's story, but we know how much you <laughs> hate her. But um, I've given you Darth Crate. Why do I hate Darth Talon? No reason, mate. So yeah, so Darth Crate, um, he came out on a, a comic two pack in 2009 as part of the Legacy Collection. I don't know if you guys have, have, have looked at the image of this of this guy or not, but I'm getting major Skeletor vibes from the He-Man and Master of the Universe movie. He's been around in the EU for a while. He's 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 played a part throughout, I suppose, the the timeline from Return of the Jedi all the way through to the very end Legacy, where he, he kind of takes centre stage there. Yeah, he's he, it's a it's a nice looking figure. I wouldn't say it looks particularly Star Wars. The the lightsabers, he's got dual lightsabers and yeah, lots of spiky armour. The figure itself's got a removable helmet. So you can see his, his face underneath he's got some nice sif tattoos across his face through the course of this month's book month i've learned more about that that this era than i than any other through through some of the uh conversations we've been having but he, he is a new one on me don't you guys think of that figure any thoughts getting skeletal vibes no I, I was getting more dungeons and dragons some of the um outside figures which we yeah released i mean i mean you can't, vibe. i would say non nominal is far more uh skeletal than this chap <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once he's got his helmet off, yeah, I mean, I think it's quite a, quite a fun sculpt and a completely different type of figure. I mean, who was he packed with, Dan? Sorry. 
<laughs> Sigil Dare. Not your cup of tea, Dan, really? It's not one I'm going to hunt down. Disappointing. As a figure, when I was looking at it, this is one of the more expensive packs to find. I mean, there's there's examples on eBay at the moment. Um, loose figures from 100 to $180. Her, um, his helmet alone is on eBay at the moment, $75. So wow. the two of them loose together, $200 quite commonly coming up. So clearly quite a rare pairing to find. So um, that's probably why you're not hunting it down rather than not liking it. Right, let's go to number seven, because this we've just heard this figure mentioned, um, packed with Kofi Arana, a Boltar Swanjez. Again, right, so Star Wars Purge won the 30th anniversary collection at 2007, and Bolter Swan came out with her um, removable armour and green lightsaber. Now, who on earth is Bolter Swan? I wanted to know. Human? Yeah, packed with uh, uh, Kofi Annan, or Kofi Arana, as we say. Um, but... I started looking for her. I was looking on Wikipedia. Then I looked on uh, eBay and I sort of dropped that in there. And I was like, what? I recognize her. I recognize this woman. Balta Swan was um, one of the female Jedi in um, episode two, Attack of the Clones. So on the Battle of Genosis. So definitely there um, doing all of her sort of, you know, holding back, using her force and stuff. But no, they've again, they've taken this character and they, they've brought her into canon. She was there in episode two, uh, which is, is great to see. She's got a terrific backstory, which you can read on in, in Wikipedia. Master was um, Plo Koon. So, again, there's all these things. And again, so from the original um, edition there, um, having the same colour lightsaber as you had in episode two, that was when she was first seen. Again, this one, it, it's a nice enough figure. Is it one which I think, oh, yeah, must get? No, not really. Um, but I just find it fascinating that I'm, I'm now learning all about these new characters. So, um, yeah, there we go. Came out in 07, uh, I think it was, yeah, 07, but was initially seen one of those side characters who you would have seen every time you would have watched Attack of the Clones. She's got a name. She's got a backstory. I love her packaging text. Did you see that? The uh, Jedi are on the run or in hiding after yeah. Order 66 wiped out. Yes. Old Swan has a plan to crush the Empire, destroy Darth Vader, and weaken the Emperor. She brings together a handful of Jedi on the planet Kessel and leaks a false rumour that Obi-Wan Kenobi will be there, knowing Vader will take the bait and the Jedi will be waiting for him. I'm guessing yeah. they're slayed. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. That's like Jedi using guerrilla tactics. It's just yeah. like, you know, get amongst it. I mean, I'd love to see a series of Order 66 and what happened after that and all the kind of slaughtering the Jedi and the hunts and... The reason I wanted to bring this one up, the removable armor, you don't often see that. I mean, you go through to things like Masters of the Universe in the in the mid-80s and stuff. They often had that click-together armor, but not something you often see on a on a Star Wars figure. But, um, yeah, I thought it was quite nicely done. Again, not, yeah. not too expensive, 10 to 20 quid for loose. Yeah, yeah just an interesting character, I thought. But, uh, yeah. Well, so let's move it down to number six and we come over to Craig and I. I reckon he would have been familiar with this one without doing too much research. Craig, how are you saying this? Darth Nile, is it? That's what I would have said, but I didn't want to sound silly if I not, was wrong. Not to be confused with Darth Nihilus. Yes. Which, which I think would be an easy mistake to make. So Darth Nile, again, from the legacy era, and it's not an area that I know particularly well. I didn't really read those comics, and quite a few of these characters have fallen fallen from that, that timeline. But I understand why... You know, 2010, Lucasfilm were, were really pushing that 
pushing those stories because it was quite unencumbered. Um, and I think at that point, the EU had got quite bogged down with some of its own law and uh, and backstory. So this legacy era where you it was far flung into the future and you had ancestors of Luke and and a whole new raft of characters was very rich in in, in pickings for somebody like Hasbro. And because they were comics, a lot of the work had already been done. So this list does feature a lot of comic characters because the characters are already designed. Whereas if you're taking a character from a novel, you've got descriptions uh, and a, a bit of, you know, a bit of illustrative art to accompany it if you're lucky. So, uh, so another comic character hung out with Darth Crate. He was his enforcer. As a uh, pack, he came with Delilah Blue, which is a fascinating figure. And I think we're going to talk to talk about her in a little while. But boy, this guy's a proper goth, isn't he? He's got he's got proper sort of orc vibes and really reminds me of uh, Johnny Depp's take on Tonto from that ill-fated yeah, right. Lone Ranger movie. Interesting figure, isn't it? But the, um, the lightsaber's massive, isn't it? The handle, the hilt on it is huge. Great thing. It's it's like a big. That's what I, that kind of adds to the orc vibes. It's got, it's like a big broadsword, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, I, I think he's very much, I think they were pushing it. I think they were pushing the character design. I think they were pushing some of the, the more extreme looks in that, that legacy era. So he, he fits right in, in mean looking. I, I was aware of Delilah Blue as a, as a figure. I've seen her mentioned before. I mean, these packs aren't cheap, are they? You're, you'll be hard pushed to find this in the packaging for um, anything under 300 quid and it's quite i mean even loose the figures tend to be selling for 150 quid each so they're pretty sought after and pretty rare rare figures again it's a nice two-pack actually delilah blue is not actually in our list of 10 was in our honorable mentions just tell me about her because she's a crazy colors isn't she who is delilah blue she hung out with kate skywalker didn't she she was um were they romantically involved I mean, Kate Skywalker was was an ancestor of Luke who looked like uh, he looked like he was in some sort of 80s soft rock band. I never really dug the look, but she's very she's kind of Star Trek, isn't she? She's got. Yeah, I know what you mean. Every yeah. color going. I, I like Darth Maul. I think he's a good uh, a good figure. But let's go over to Dan. Daniel, number five. We've gone with Mouse. This is random. This one. I've never seen this before. I had no idea what it is, so I had to do some digging. So, yeah, mouse. I was expecting to see a mouse droid when I clicked on the link, but instead I got a, a Juros. Juros, is it? A Cad Bane species um, in Stormtrooper disguise. So this is from the uh, the Empire comic book line. Um, it's released as part of the 30th anniversary series in 2007. It comes in a two-pack with another ca- a character called Bazo. There's not a lot else to say about him, really. He was a rebel. Um, he infiltrated a, an imperial base to to rescue another another rebel, and he died in the process of doing so. So he's only actually featured in that one in that one comic book. But it's really striking seeing that green alien face coming out of the uh, stormtrooper armor. It's actually, I do actually, I can see why you've put him in there. It's a nice look. I think he's a brilliant figure. Like yeah. yourself, when I was going through him, I thought, ah, oh, a mouse droid. I think he's a. I think he's brilliant. I'm getting probably for about thirty-five quid. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Because he's a. Uh... He does look there's good. A, but it's a loose one on it. It's twelve ninety nine or best offer. Do you know what? If I had been a vintage collection Stormtrooper focused collector, I would have wanted to have known about this. You know, I don't. Uh, now, now I've just discovered this. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's three live on eBay at the moment. 
sorry, scratch that two. And one's fifty-four pound or best offer. These are ones that are all you know in the minute on card still. And there's another for sixty-nine ninety-nine or best offer. So they're out there. I mean, like anything, I think um, you've got to pick what you like, haven't you? In in modern and I think figures like that. If, if people are looking to get into modern, go on to Jedi Business and just just scratch around and have a look around because. These things are on there. Everything's covered. Such a great database over there. I can't rate that enough. Great figure. Jez, I purposely put people in a certain order on here, and that's because of this figure. Because you know so much about this figure, I didn't think you'd need to research it. Yeah, But number true. four, I've put nom and or. Not yeah. nom nom. Not nommy nommy or more. <laughs> I just want to tell you his proper name. I'm just slightly distracted, actually, just for a second, all genuine, because um, I'm on eBay at the moment looking at a Star Wars mouse comic thing. Dan just put me onto that. And, um, yeah, that looks amazing, Dan. Right, let's go back to Nom and more. Now, this guy, I had to check the size of this figure because the detailing, the sculpting of this figure for a three and three quarter inch range and let's face it that's what this scale is three and three quarters it's something else it really is now earlier on craig spoke about orcs and and this is this is like a combination of orc does superman does some sort of rock metal would have seen on eurovision song contest some slovakian guys just off their head winning this is an absolutely incredible incredible piece and none or more you know he's been featured in so many different star wars comic books and he's got an incredible backstory he's a well, the best way to describe this guy is he's um he's a disruptor he's not just a facilitator but he he goes in and he just causes carnage it's probably the easiest way of me um talking about that in a sentence but talking about the figure itself doesn't look at all Star Warsy. I've tried to have an open mind. I've looked at my entire collection in front of me. I don't think there's a figure which comes close. Maybe reuse slightly. You have to bear in mind that these figures came out in 2011. Well, the date stamp was 2011. The it was released in 2012. You get so much with it, but the accessories and the the, the spikes, um, the the soft cloak, it's been wonderfully put together. I do want to know more and more about this character because it's just it just looks nails. I mean, look at it. it don't you think, Stu, just looking at it now, all, all jokes aside, this guy, he looks ready for war, doesn't he? He's definitely put the wars in Star Wars. To be fair, mate, when I came across a figure, I thought I thought they'd smashed it. It's um, it is a brilliant, brilliant piece. It's so well detailed. Yeah. Do you know what? By, by looking for up these figures, it kind of tempts me just to clear just one shelf of a debt elf and choose expanded universe figures which you don't really see on screen because i also when i was looking up the figures i, I came across a lot from the um from the computer video games as well there's some amazing figures in those as well so it'd be really nice you could you could hand pick what you wanted and that shelf you would have the knowledge because you'd you'd research it as you came across them and when someone comes in you can say well this this figure this that's from this that's from this it's a, it's a really nice uh, there's some really nice figures in here and i think this is one of the best really is one of the best the detail on it is brilliant and they'd look great if you paired them with the books or the comics um, yeah. that tells some of the story i mean jesse just said that this looks completely non-star wars and that was the whole point of the yuzan vong um was that they were so alien and yeah. on the page everything about them was just subverted from the established galaxy that you knew and yeah. i think from a character design point of view 
they were a little bit lumbered. The first book cover was uh, for Vector Prime had this skull. This it was like this this face that was very skull like, and that was established. They had to work with that. So so the Yuuzhan Vong, when you see them, they part of their story was that they would chop bits off them, which is why, chop bits off themselves, which is why he's got no nose. So they 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 sort of self mutilate. They were religious zealots, and there was such a such a brilliantly drawn race. And this figure is just it's, it is it's it's a great it's a great figure. The face looks amazing, isn't it? I mean, the tattoo on the head, the lines, it's brilliant. It's scary. And the fact that you said, you know, it's so far from Star Wars, what that does then is that really gives breadth, mass to the universe and the expanded universe. Because you could look at some some uh, creatures and think, all right, yeah, that looks a little bit like that, or that looks a bit like that. This looks like nothing else which we've seen. Um, the word I was trying to use earlier on, which has been used quite a bit, um, for this guy destabilizer that was it wasn't it he so he just he destabilized areas he went in and just i don't know run mark caused mischief he, he, i want to know more about this guy they use a lot of uh, biotechnology so parts of their armor are alive that thing he's holding in his, in his hand is his amphi staff it's a living creature that can make itself yeah. really hard and you can hit things with it and then it goes all loose and could be a whip and it can wrap around things and it's just that's very yeah. um, red dwarf isn't it in some respects and for certain things there's a quote which i've got from him from starwarsfandom.com and it just says i want many things and in time i intend to get all of them norman nor i was like okay yeah he's a man who means business brilliant brilliant figure and uh, we'll learn more about him as the month goes on yeah i think that's a smashing figure jez and i think uh I think if you win the competition this month with him, it's definitely a, a purchase. <laughs> okay. Have even more of a story. Now, Craig, I'm coming over to you. Number three, uh, Jarrell. This is three of three for me that I wasn't familiar with. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jarrell from the other end of the timeline from the legacy uh, comics comes from Knights of the Old Republic. So we're right at the start of the timeline uh, and was a, was created by John Jackson Miller, who is one of my more uh, favorite authors from, uh, from the EU. So already gets a, a plus point from, from me, clearly a, a fan favorite. I've never seen such a, well, a non film character have such a massive Wikipedia entry. And if you Google this character, so much artwork has been inspired by this character, cosplay. So clearly um, something I need to to get on board with and, and explore. Super cool, super cool looking figure. She looks like Grimes when Grimes is mucking about, dressing as an elf and being all ethereal. So she's very um, white. Her color palette is very, is very muted. So, yeah, very elfin and waif-like, I think, which is always hard to do with a, with an action figure. They tend to get a little bit a bit spindly. So she's she looks a bit more bulked up than, than a lot of the portrayals. But, yeah, really striking figure, white face, white hair with these with these tattoos. And, yeah, clearly, like I say, popular character. And that's why uh, that's why they've gone and, and done a two pack of her and Roland Dyer. Um, so she's packed with Roland Dyer, who I believe is a Mandalorian, early Mandalorian. Is she a goodie or a baddie? I think she's from <laughs> from wading through the massive Wikipedia entry. Yeah. I think she covers a lot of ground, and I think she's she's possibly a little bit ambiguous in places. You know, I've always said that I'm quite a fan of the exotic creatures in Star Wars, and um, she's taken quite a few boxes actually. This is an expensive one, isn't it? It is an expensive one. I think I've given you all of those. It's a uh... I think another two, three hundred pound jobby if you want to get it on a 
on the packaging, but I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant figure. I think it's a, I think the face sculpts are brilliant. I love the face tattoo, the skin colour. I just, I just think it's a really, really good, uh, really, really good action figure. Something completely different again. Again, would look great on the shelf alongside Nominor and Mouse. Um, <laughs> so let's crack on down the list then. Uh, we've just mentioned this, uh, these, yeah, <laughs> Yuzon Vong, Dan. I mean, this is a beast of a figure, isn't it? Yeah, the, well, this is from 2009 Legacy Collection, Comic 2-pack. So we've got another top Comic 2-pack. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to <laughs> what Jez was saying about, I think he was, he was referencing Lordy in the Eurovision. So he got his backing yeah. singer here with his axe guitar. So it was interesting what what um, what, what Craig was saying about the, the weapon. I think this one, I, I'm assuming this is a similar kind of thing where, you, where it would uh, serve many purposes and be a, a living creature. It looks like something out of... Um, is it H.R. Geiger? He done all the alien stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it all looks very um, sculpted. The armor and uh, you know, I know, I know. I've, I've read when I was going through some of the Wikipedia pages, they were anti-technology and a, a lot of their stuff was organic. So, but you can see that coming through in the design. It looks, it's really nice. It's interesting as well. The, the first character I had, the armor's very similar to him and Darth Crate. So I'm wondering if you know, in the fullness of time, he drew inspiration because the way the rib cages, the the, uh, the the kind of the ribs come out of it and he's got all the shoulders with the spikes. It's all very similar to, to Darth Crate's armor. So maybe he took a bit of inspiration from those guys. But yeah, it's a really nice figure. Like I say, it comes in a two-pack with uh, Carl Cataract. Is it Cataract? You have to help me out here, Craig. Is it Cataract? Carl Catan. Carl Catan. Comes in a two-pack with Carl. And it goes on eBay for about 85 quid. So not as expensive as the one we were just talking about, but still not chicken feed either. But yes, a really nice figure. He's massive compared to next when you stand him next to Carl. He's probably about, you know, an extra inch higher than him. I think it's a, another mm. great. I love his metal um, thing coming out of his mouth. A bit like mm. Jaws from Bond. Yeah. <laughs> They're, um, to get him loose on his own is 55 quid. So it's not that much more to get him carded. Great weapon. Great weapon. I think that's a great figure. Looked great on display, standing alongside Jarrell, Nominor and Mouse, wouldn't it? On a <laughs> you'd, need a, you'd need a few of them, though, wouldn't you? You'd have to, you'd have to troop build those ones. Yeah, uh, I, need, I need this guy. He's um, I, I've got Nominor, but uh, presumably he's just like a rank and file. You know, there were so mm. many Yuzan Vong uh, characters they could have gone for. So just a generic soldier. But yeah, you could you could troop build him. Okay, so that leads us down to number one. Perhaps not the best looking figure that we've seen tonight, but I thought quite an important figure, and we don't don't see it a great deal. Jez, number one, Darth <laughs> Plagueis. Did I ever tell you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yeah, this chap. Yeah, not necessarily the best of the figures, the best of the sculpts. Kind of looks a little bit like Voldemort, doesn't he, from um, Harry Potter? It, it's it's an important one, however doesn't really float my boat i um i think from a from a sculpting point of view yeah he, he's tall and lean and then yeah, he's got his large staff and then he's got his robes with it but for me i don't know red lightsaber breathing mask soft goods uh removable plastic vest yeah nice came out in 2013 obviously mentioned um by palpatine in revenge of the sith but i think i'm a little bit disappointed with this one actually i don't know about you guys but it's just um I just I'm not overly excited by this but I've heard that um it wasn't that easy for me to find the I mean yeah okay there's a couple of loose ones there's a loose one for about 40 pounds on eBay and there's the uh carded one for about 125 but when you put Darth Plagueis into eBay what you get are all the books so I think um since the book came out of this you know it's going to be a very very popular character but for me 
I think I've seen others which impressed me and excite me more tonight. The figure came out just after the book, didn't it? I think book came out. It's quite a big yeah. success yeah. in 2012, and then the figure followed. I think a lot of people really like that book. It's a, a favourite story, so they'd be able to have a figure. I think Craig just said it, standing in front of the book. I think if mm. you had the book, a nice nice hardback copy of the book, with that figure standing in front of it, I think that's um, it's a nice shelf. Exactly what I've got. I'm looking at it now. Really? You've got a figure, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did want to say that what, what we've got here, the, the galacticfigures.com website, which is really beautifully laid out and has done a very, very good job of sort of cataloging everything together. For me, yeah, I wasn't overly blown away with this figure. But do you think, having looked at that, it looks better in person, Dan? Um, I think I like the thought. Like, you're probably quite right. I probably like the thought of it more than than the actual appearance. You know, do you know what I mean? The fact that I've got it next to the book and I've really yeah. loved the book and, and all the backstory with Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious. It's just a matter of having it. Is it the best figure? Probably not, but I don't think it's a terrible figure. Um, I think you know, he's, as a character, he's, he's he is tall and skinny and lanky. He's described like that in the book. He's a he's a I think it's a mune. Um, yeah. He go to mask. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it says on the tin. Really, I don't think it's it's you, you know we look at some of those other figures and they're really imposing, like the use on Vong and Nominor. You know, I don't think he'd look any better out of the packaging than he looks in it. I've still yeah. got one on a card. So if it if it had come out at the same time as a book, we'd have got it on a vintage card. It was it was kind of in that first run of Black Series. So it's the the orange, what they call the orange stripe. You know, with the kind of the orange um, imperial lighting down the side of it. But yeah, so it's it's one of those three and three quarter inch Black Series figures that really didn't take off, and eventually they went back to doing vintage card backs again. But he does look nice on the black card back. I'll give him that. Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise. He could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Well, so there is the top ten. I mean, it's debatable what could be in there. There's lots of figures missed out. I've got a massive notepad page full of figures. So just choosing 10 for the month was interesting. I really enjoyed going through figures like this. I definitely think it's a maybe a way in future of looking at other figures, people drawing up a 10. But let's just give some honourable mentions. Let's just have a, a quick couple of minutes. You can all pick a figure which we haven't mentioned. So, Jez, let's start with you. Yeah, mate. Well, look, thanks for putting that list together. There's some names there which I had heard before, 
some names which I hadn't. But the one which I first of all want to bring to your attention is Mara Jade, right? Now, uh, regardless of your background of reading Expanded Universe or only being like me and just, just being immersed in the OT and watching the movies, I think everyone's heard of Mara Jade because I've heard of, you know, speculation about, oh, is she going to be in Rebels? Oh, is she going to be in this? Oh, is she going to be in that? Is she going to be in um, Mandalorian? And I've always thought, well, who on earth is this woman? And then I sort of picked up in the periphery that, oh, yeah, she was uh, married to Luke. She was Luke's wife. That is as far as I knew about Mara Jade up until last night. So click on this link, have a little look. No, not the best of sculpts at all. And, you know, it's all right. I think, you know, so I'm looking at a um, sort of red haired lady there with um, sort of vests and sort of leather uh, trousers. I'm all sounding quite good at the moment with a blue lightsaber and a uh, blaster. Slightly interesting face. Uh, anyway, but then I, I scroll down and I'm like, right, okay, so this came out in 1998, right? And then I started reading Mara Jade's part of Expanded Universe, blah, blah. And I'm waiting to hear about her, you know, marrying Luke. And then it goes on to say, uh, five years after the Battle of Endor, the Rebel Alliance has driven the evil empire into a distant corner of a galaxy but a new danger has arisen the last of the emperor's warlords has devised a plan that could destroy the new republic but before the death of palpatine mara jade was the emperor's right-hand assassin what the what i was just like hang on hang on what mara jade was the emperor's right-hand assassin five years later and now a successful smuggler the last thing she expected was to stumble across her former arch enemy luke skywalker hang on a second they get married you've now got my attention i want to know more wikipedia start looking at other things start doing a little bit more and there's there's then some sort of um, slightly uh, different uh, pictures of her and sort of um of um ideas of what she would look like fair freckled eyes emerald green red hair 1.6 meters and uh, when she was born, lots and lots of information. But the fact that she was Palpatine's assassin, I just like, you are kidding me. She, she then became a smuggler. She was doing various different things during the presentations of Grand Admiral Thrawn. She was forced to work with Skywalker and developed a grudging respect for him. It goes on. And then they end up figuring out that they've fallen in love with each other. What? There's a lot to that character. I mean, oh my word. I'm, um, yeah, I'm very interested. Quote, I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. The few times when I've been at leisure, I've been miserable. I want challenges. I crave them. Mara Jade Skywalker. No wonder everyone wants to know where she is. I just expected her to be some sort of stay-at-home mum looking after Luke's kids, which we've not seen. So, um, guys, I have just learned who she was. Incredible. I think expanding the universe with Jez has to be a regular show. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Jez, two other figures of her as well. So you can yeah. choose when you want. But they look amazing on a shelf with Jarrell, Nominor, <laughs> Mouse. Mouse. I think uh, definitely definitely gotta be considered. I had no idea. Yeah. It's like someone watching Star Wars for the first time, and <laughs> see yeah. Oh wow, what's that? The lightsaber. <laughs> I know. See, I was reading this last night, and that was that was the time when I swore when I when I read that. I was just like, oh my god. So as you can see, I've got all these different links open because I want to know more. I want more information. So exciting. See, would you rather seen that or Luke's sulking on an island in The Last Jedi? It's exciting stuff, guys. Good times. Star Wars. Amazing. Okay. So, <laughs> Dan, I'm going to come over to you now. What do you think should have been maybe in that list? Darth Talon? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great choice, Dan. 
I mean, it's a wonderful figure. I have, seriously, I've picked off Talon. No, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a great looking figure. All the mall style tattoos on it. Comes from the Legacy collection, or the sorry, the Legacy series at the back end of the timeline. Came in a two pack with uh, Cade Skywalker. And you can pick that up on eBay for 150 quid. If you've uh, got a few quid floating about, you might want to go and buy that one. Yeah, I'm looking more of a bust or a, a figurine kind of statue of a. It's uh, a nice figure, though. It is a good figure. You're right. It is um, It is well sculpted and good to see all the tattoos and that on there. And great figure do you, do you like that figure craig i do like that figure i think um i think like you say if you're going to invest in a in a darth talon piece you need a slightly bigger scale to get some of that detail yeah i i can see why she is you know an iconic eu character because the, the character design even if you know nothing about it is really arresting just looks cool do you both like her as a character do you think she's got quite an interesting backstory i don't know much about her as a character oh, i'm quite surprised you haven't put the effort in there rather than just <laughs> voting against her without the knowledge okay <laughs> well, you didn't put her in your. You didn't put her in the top ten. No, I did have her in the you, top you, ten. You, but you did put Nominor in the top ten, though. Yeah, uh, Joe. What I didn't put her in the top ten because I know a bit about her. They're all figures that were quite well, no, weren't new to me. I've seen a couple of them, but a bit interesting, a bit different. I mean, I mean, Darth Talon isn't that unknown, is she? So I thought the the figures on that list were deserved to be in there. No, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Craig, what did you think? What was missing for me? I think deserves a mention is the Jason Solo figure from 2010. Like I said earlier, a lot of these come from comics. I think the rarer figures are the ones that just exist more in the in the novels. And I think this is just a, a fabulous figure. So if this is Han and Leah's son. This is one of the twins. Just look at his face. It's just got that. It's got that solo look across his eyes. It's it's better than a lot of Han Solo figures. Yeah, that's a tough again, one to find. You know, it is quite a tough one to find. It was it was hard to find at the time. I think it was one of these like Toys R Us exclusives. Didn't really have much distribution over here. It was quite a tricky one to get. If you're getting it shipped over from the states, you're you're looking at anything in its packaging from $150 up to $400. So not particularly common by the looks of it. The same could be said with Jaina Solo as well. Yeah, they did them, the same I think them at the same time, weren't they? They came out. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about the similar sort of money for both. I think if you're if you're looking to put them both together there, you're, you're probably looking at a good $400 to get them both carded together. There is one on eBay now for 100 It's in the UK, £120. Buy it now, free postage. So. Pretty good price, went up because I'm on eBay US. Right, okay. Compared to over there, that's that's a decent price. So anybody that looks like that looks like the only one as well. I'm scrolling through and I can't see any others. I mean, that's I haven't looked at completed listings, but yeah. Perhaps um you should get that now, Craig. So Jeff has got me all fired up for the EU, and I have my my books. <laughs> My books are on a shelf, and I, okay, you know, every so often I'll I'll drop one of the EU figures that I've that I've got on there, and I, I've always felt that that Jason was missing. Such a key character in in a lot of the books, character that uh, Kylo Ren could have been. Yeah. Anything else that worthy ever mentioned? Do you think? I think I think she's on the list. She's not an EU character, but it's an e, an EU rendering of her as Princess Leia in her 1980s aerobics wear. Brilliant what? figure. Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few uh, layer figures, isn't there, from Expanded Universe? But that figure in particular, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, she's proper Jane Fonded up, isn't she? Absolutely, with the little headband. <laughs> but it, it comes from like the 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 seduction scene where she's Prince uh, Shizor is uh, is is wafting his his sexy pheromones on her, and she's succumbing to his uh, to, to his advances. <laughs> I mean, that pack you can pick up for about 30 quid. That's not bad for one of those comic packs, I don't think. No, that's not at all. No. I, Two uh, characters in there as well. She, she's packed with uh, Cheese Or, isn't she? That's yeah, right. It's a nice pair. I've chucked one more in as well. So this guy is called Quay... I'm going to try and pronounce it. Quay Quay Mayan Jai Shitao. And this is... Um, yeah. 
this is General Grievous before he was General Grievous. Oh, nice. I think that's a nice looking figure too. So that's from the 2007 Visionaries comic. I, I quite liked that. the um, the Dirge figure as well. I mean, we've, we've related some to Lord of the Rings, haven't we, a couple of times. But when he takes his helmet off, have you seen his face? He yeah. looks like Lurtz, doesn't he? He's, um... Yeah, you get, he was the kind of prototype General Grievous in the first Clone Wars series. The Tartakovsky and Clone yeah. Wars show the first series of that before they brought Grievous in at the end of the second series. But he was in the comics that after Attack of the Clones, he was kind of that General Grievous character. But crazy, crazy Correct. character design. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. Because I only I watched it at the time and never watched it again. Doesn't he sort of unravel like Oogie Boogie in uh, Yeah in Before Christmas? Yeah, he's he's kind of got like um he, yeah he's he's inside like a shell and inside he all comes out and kind of like I don't know almost like um Tetsu, Tetsuo in Akira at the end when he kind of yeah. all explodes and tentacles and stuff come flying out. You can see it in his hand, can't you? That's basically what his body's like. Yeah, I also thought the um the sculpting on the skin was quite cool on the Vilmar Grark Grark I want to call him figure. You seen that? He's a, a Devorian. Is that how I'm saying that correctly? It is, isn't it? But he's got that tight skin on his neck, and I thought he looked quite piratey. Mm. Yeah, some very, very cool figures. I mean, there is a lot more. We've we've kind of skimmed the surface there, but I think we've uh, we've raised many, many of the decent ones, haven't we? I think it's um, certainly an area where people can go and dip their toes. You can see why people get into it, though, can't you? With it? You look at the prices on eBay, and they're not that because you know people are just throwing up crazy prices. People are paying them, and you don't you don't see them. You don't go to well, I don't. You know, unless you you know go to toy shows and stuff I, I don't tend to see these figures laying around so there's not a huge amount of them to go around but the people that do collect them obviously willing to pay the money for them yeah yeah i think they were they were probably quite sort of restricted in terms of distribution i don't think they, mm. they didn't seem to be a lot of them around at the time and i do wonder if they do get opened and they do get into collections they get missed because they don't look like mm. sculptors some of the time you can see why some people get upset about the current state of affairs with disney and you know you kind of get a movie you get a selection of figures and they move on to the next project and you kind of never get that depth that you get now and you know there's probably a lot of characters in all of the I don't know, aftermath trilogy and all that stuff that people would love to get but they're just never going to get to them nowadays there's just too much content they're too busy rehashing molds and making <laughs> another variant of a stormtrooper and then carbonizing it and carbonizing it it's been fun how about then you two because both quite well read in in the star wars uh, expanded universe who would you like to see a figure of that we've never seen one of verja verja yeah i the... was going to ask that if there was a figure of her no it's crazy figure design described as bird-like said like reverse articulated legs like a is it an ostrich or something but but very, again very different and i would make would make for a really good figure and, and you'd want something like that wouldn't you i mean there's loads and loads of great characters that i've read and enjoyed and thought i'd love a little corn horn to sit on the shelf they did a corn horn it's just just a guy in a in an x-wing flight suit do you know what i mean so to pick one you'd have to pick something that was quite unique and quite sort of resting and i think verge is quite uh fits that fits that description i'll be honest with you when i saw the picture of it i thought what the bloody hell's that <laughs> <laughs> what about you dan i'm gonna make a hash of saying it because i've only ever read it is it the, the, so the dude in um air to the empire jordan siboth the jedi yeah siboth yep yeah i don't think they've made a figure of him and that seems like a, a missing opportunity but mm-hmm. loads of thrawns i'm just looking through my um action figure ultimate collecting guide to see if there's one in there but i can't find one so yeah i'll go with him and of, of the ones we've discussed which one would you most like to add to your collections jason solo jason solo yeah okay nice expensive one day craig yeah <laughs> if you get him you're gonna have to get jana though yeah and that other use on vong and i think that would make a nice 
yeah, nice shelf. Little uh, side bit there, Dan. Yeah. I was going to wind you up and say Darth Talon, but I think I'm going to go with Mouse. Mouse is a great figure. I reckon yeah. those three on eBay could all be bought by people on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> next month's uh, acquisitions what have you got i've got this mouse figure mark, mark will be going what the hell have you all been buying <laughs> yeah nice well well boys that was that was enjoyable uh craig can you just um give a shout out to the ongoing contest we've got going the ongoing contest is very tied to what we've been talking about tonight so we're looking at the cast of expanded universe figures that we believe have a bit more life in them uh, and would be appropriate to consider for the new disney timeline with all these projects coming up hopefully they're going to mine some of this some of this great material that they've that they've got in their archive so we've got a selection of eight figures that we've selected some we've mentioned tonight we're pitting them against each other by the time this show comes out i imagine we'll be well into the uh, uh through the through the first round and into the semis so if you follow us on social media engage in any of those channels please have a look see what we're up to see who's see who's up for uh, elimination and who's going to go through uh, and be crowned uh, or made canon that's what we're looking to do we're, we're looking to make these people canon we don't have that power but in our little competition we like to think that that we can if you do want to go and find that out then go and check out our social media twitter facebook instagram just search for generation skywalker and of course on facebook the we are generation skywalker facebook page where there's been quite a bit of discussion and some nasty comments towards myself in one of the battles so um, <laughs> keep, keep keep him up keep him up <laughs> you'll, you'll see them so that's that's a great place to go and and join the conversation of course go and check out our youtube channel again search for generation skywalker all these shows are being enhanced i think tonight's show will be a, a brilliant show being enhanced to be able to see what we've been talking about because some of these figures are amazing this one to me is a highly recommend on there but if you can't find any of that just go over to www.generationskywalker.com where you will find links to all the shows all the blogs all the enhanced everything is there at one click even the social media you can just go straight to whatever floats your boat well boys good fun i enjoyed that show i think that's been a, a nice look at some different figures for a shame so um but it is for this show goodbye from jez see you next time guys i cannot wait uh, goodbye from dan till next time <laughs> goodbye from craig cheerio and it is good night from me, and we are Generation Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs>